the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell, it's former Flyer Nate Green, and Santa. I knew it. I knew it. Santa is a Dayton Flyers fan. I always knew it. Final tonight over at UD Arena. Dayton 69, Southern 60. Nice. Dayton closing out the non-conference slate. Uh, Nate Green with the win. The nine-point win over the Jaguars got a little tight there down the stretch after in that second half. Yeah, we had two different halves. You know, a good thing is we can talk about it because we got a victory, um, and there was a lot we could learn from it. Um, I thought in the first half they did handle the pressure that Southern was giving them because Southern was real aggressive and scrappy, and the double teams were coming, and we handled the ball. We didn't turn it over. In the second half, we didn't do that. We turned it over, and they made shots. Yeah, turnovers uh, still a problem uh, for this Dayton team, Nate. They turned the ball over 21 times tonight. Take care of the ball pretty well in the first half, especially uh, it was nice to see Tumani Kamara with almost got a double-double, Nate, by the half. Tumani had 11 11 points and nine boards at the half. He only had one turnover, which was good to see after Tumani was a – not trying to rip on the kid too much, but he was a turnover machine on Saturday against Ole Miss uh, with eight turnovers. So good to see – at least to money uh, in the first half, get control of the ball a little bit, start taking care of the ball a little bit better. Um, but on one hand, Nate, you can look at it and say, okay, this, this, this team is still learning how to close. Yes. Uh, close games out with a lead uh, against, frankly, bad teams like Southern. But on the other hand, as Brooks Hall said with Larry, you know, maybe it does demonstrate a little bit of growth because we've seen this team has not always been able to – close out by games. I mean, we saw them lose three straight before they went to Orlando, right? UMass Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P. Those are games they had no business losing. So it was maybe showing a little bit of growth, Brooks, that this team is learning how to close out by games at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it is growth. Um, you got to understand we're still young. Um, we have to understand that we have to be consistent. Um, this game shows us uh, what we need to work on. You know, we're really good and consistent in the first half, taking care of the ball, making the extra pass. We had a lot of good shots because they were open. You know, guys knocked down stuff because they were wide open because we penetrated, kicked it, then they made that extra pass and got the guys open. Um, and we took care of the ball. Um, second half, we just didn't do that. I mean, I have to give my hat off to our big guys, though. They came and played. You know, Southern was one of those teams that switched everything. Um, so there was a lot of mismatches. We took advantage of that early, and then uh, we stopped going to it for a little bit. And, you know, these are things that we're going to learn as um, time goes on because we still are young. But um, give us some time next year like this, you won't see these problems. You know, we're going to close out teams on a regular. Um, and we still got a lot of time this year. You know, we still got a lot to go, and we're probably going to see them improve even more. We just got to be more consistent with it. And yeah. that'll come as time goes. And they, uh, they'll get a little more than a week off because their next game, they start Atlantic 10 play next Thursday, December 30th. So a little more than a week off, Nate, for these guys for Christmas break before they come back and get back to work. And now the home stretch starts. You got that 18-game Atlantic 10 schedule, and now you start to get into conference play and see where uh, in the A-10, you know, it, the uh, – how it shakes out as we get into conference play here coming up. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, you know, people kind of frowned a little bit um, today, but it was a good win. You got to understand, this is a young team. They had a lot going on, just finished up with finals. You know, they're looking to go home and spend some time with their families, and this is the game that's in between that. So, yeah. you know, mentally they got to come ready and focus, but 
you know, as a young guy, you're thinking, like, I'm ready to get home, haven't seen my mom or dad or my family, and, you know, after this game, I'll be able to do that. You know, granted, they'll be right back at it, uh, you know, the 26th, but, yeah. you know, these couple of days, you know, we look forward to it. That's right. And uh, pretty balanced offensive attack today, Nate. We mentioned Tumani Kamara. He had, a, he had another double-double, 13 points, 12 rebounds, 10 points for Deron Holmes. He had, uh, had six rebounds to go with that and four assists. Kobe Elvis led uh, – Dayton in scoring with 15. He had 15-2 with a, and four assists as well. Uh, nobody else in double figures but Mally Smith with nine. Uh, Mustafa Amzil off the bench with seven. R.J. Blatney with six. And a handful of guys, Kobe Brea, Lynn Greer, and Elijah Weaver with three, two, and four, uh, respectfully there, uh, off the bench as well for the Flyers. So at least a, a balanced offensive attack. You know, not, not blowing the doors off the Jaguars, scoring 70, uh, or almost 78. You scored 69 tonight, but... Uh, you know, as you mentioned, eight all in all, it's a win, and then Dayton wraps up the non-conference slate, eight and five. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you can leave a game and be able to learn something and still get a win, that's great. You know, we get it in the W column. So, you know, great job, and you know, hopefully they'll get their little rest, come back, get focused, and work on those little things of making sure we're closing out games, taking care of the ball make extra passes, you know, because they fell into Southern's trap. Southern was trapping up and picking up, wanted to pick up the pace, make the, let them make quick decisions, and we fell into that for a little bit. We have to slow down and play our game. Yep, and we're here at the unofficial halfway mark of the season at 8-5, 13, uh, 13 games into this thing. Late, they'll have 18 left, barring any, you know, cancellations or whatnot because of COVID going forward. Uh, but halfway through this season with some good uh, in terms of, you know, what they did in Orlando – with beating Kansas and Miami and Belmont, some bad or and Virginia Tech. Let's add the Virginia Tech went in there as well at home yeah. last week. The bad, some missed opportunities at SMU and Ole Miss, and the ugly, those three bye game losses uh, back in November. Uh, so this Dayton team is just sort of meh here halfway through the uh, halfway through the year unofficially at least. But uh, tonight's a win. They get out of the, as you mentioned, Nate, they get out of town for the Christmas break that they'll have with their families for a little bit before they get back and. Get to work for the A-10 season with a win. And uh, we're sitting here at Flanagan's talking about a 69-60 Dayton win and uh, just waiting to have post-game comments live of head coach Anthony Graham with Larry yeah. over the arena. This should have been a 20-point blowout, though. But, you know, we'll take yeah. it. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Any kids out there watching, make sure you take care of the ball. Yeah. Nate, you're a former player. I mean, what is that last game before Christmas break kind of like in terms of your mentality, especially when you're coming off, you know, a frustrating loss at Ole Miss on Saturday where – you know, Dayton was able to cut it to five multiple times, but just couldn't close that one out and get up, come away with a win. Yeah, mentally, as a freshman, I was like, oh, man, let's get this game over with. I'm ready to get home. But once I became a sophomore, junior, and senior, it was like, we coming off this loss. We need to redeem ourselves. We want to leave with a good note. We want to go have good Christmas. And the last thing that everybody's talking about is how we spanked this team. You know, yeah. that was your mentality, and they have to get that. Yeah, that's right. Well, 69-60, the Dayton Flyers a win as it's uh, John Bedell, former Flyer Nate Green, and you here for Flyer Feedback as we await the live uh, post-game comments of Dayton head coach Anthony Grant. He'll uh, sit down with uh, uh, Larry Hanskin on the other side, coming up here at UD Arena to recap this, uh, this win. And, uh, yeah, Nate, it's just good to see them. You know, their lead was what, as much as 22? Yeah. Southern cut back into it a little bit. I think the lead was as much as 12. Uh, in the first half, but, you know, wins when they take care of business and, and close it out. So uh, as we uh, are here at Flanagan's, and it's uh, – you can jump on the show a few ways too, Flyer fans. You can tweet me 
at jbetlwhio. I may read your tweet on the air. Also, you can call us up at 937-457-1290. You can give us your Flyers takes as we're unofficially halfway through this year. We're through the non-conference slate. So what are you feeling like, Dayton fans? They're 8-5. A couple great wins. A couple terrible losses. Um... Couple in between, couple in between wins that just sort of you know stuff the stat sheet a little bit. Eight and five. How are you feeling about this Dayton team halfway through the year? I'm feeling Nick good. Green, how are you feeling? About I'm it? feeling good. You know, honestly, we we took some L's in the beginning. You know, but that's good to have them in the beginning. You know, get them out of the way. Um, let the kids understand where the focus needs to be instead of having those games in the late during the season. And now it's like, oh man, it's close to the uh, March Madness, and we're we're taking these L's. We get them out out the way early take care of business, and we'll have a good chance in the NCAA, honestly. A-10 tournament will come, and, you know, it's another, that's another season. It's just one game at a time. Yep. But I think we'll do decent. Dayton with uh, – we, we know one of their resume signature wins so far this year. Uh, Nate, one of the biggest upsets in, in, the, in the sport this year was the Flyers getting the Kansas Jayhawks down in Orlando, another team that was down there. Dayton didn't see them, obviously, but Alabama, Nate Oates, and his Crimson Tide were down there at that tournament. How about Davidson tonight getting Alabama, Nate? That's a big win for the A-10. The Davidson Wildcats getting to 9-2 with a 79-78 win over the number 10 uh, Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa, no less. So uh, quite a win there for, uh, the, David, for the, uh, the Davidson Wildcats getting, getting that win tonight against Alabama. So that's a nice signature hopefully, win for Bob McKillop and company. Hopefully that will help us in the future. I was going to say, you get Davidson, and you see – now, you only see the Wildcats once this year, and it's yeah, on gotta, senior night, so we yeah. won't see them until March. Got to take care of it, though. But uh, that's that's a nice win for the A-10, and uh, certainly one that's going to uh, boost the Wildcats' resume as they get to 9-2 and two overall. And, and looking at the A-10 slate, you know, Nate, it gets real in a hurry for the Flyers. they got to probably, arguably, their toughest – one of their tougher, if not the toughest stretch – of their conference season because they start at Rhode Island, so they got to go to Kingston next Thursday. Mm. Then you come home and get the Bonaventure, St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Now, they, I know they took it on the chin against Vatek, a team that uh, Dayton was able to get at home, but St. Bonaventure, you got VCU at home to start, so that, that first three game stretch is going to be tough. But tonight, yeah. hey, Dayton a winner, 69 60 over the Southern Jaguars. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this win? Well, you're about to find out because he is live courtside with Larry Hanskin on Blackburn Court on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat Southern 69-60 to the court with Coach Grant brought to you by Pickerel Schaefer and Embling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. Basketball is a 40-minute game, and if you don't play 40 minutes, Southern's going to make you play 40 minutes, and it took uh, everything you had to win this game tonight. It did, you know, and, and um, you know, that old nemesis of ours, the turnovers, you know, it's, uh, it's something we got to figure out. You know, we... Uh, Game changed at the three-point line and with the turnovers, you know, and it changed quickly within a matter of a couple of minutes. Um, I thought our guys down the stretch, you know, kind of got tight a little bit when the game got a little tighter. Uh, thankfully, we made a couple of really huge plays. I thought Deuce's block was huge. Kobe Elvis' driving layup to put us up six, I thought that was huge. Gave us a little bit of a momentum, and then we got we're able to get some key stops down the stretch. So, uh, you know, right now, I think the biggest thing for me is these guys need they need to go home and have a, have a good Christmas, enjoy their families get away from it for a little while. It's been a heck of a semester from an academic standpoint, from a basketball standpoint. Uh, 
you know, so, so I think we just need, need some time where they can reflect a little bit. I need some time where I can reflect a little bit. And we'll come back, get ready for conference play. And, and we can agree that right now turnovers is a weakness for this team. But there's a strength that is emerging. Uh, and it's, again, it's a game-by-game -game basis. But you might have won this game today by your rebounding. I thought we dominated the glass. I thought we did a really good job. I thought we were active, you know, uh, early in the game uh, with our press. Uh, I thought it was effective in the second half. I thought we got a little bit fatigued there. You know, we had to play some guys some extended minutes there in the first half. Uh, you know, I thought I thought you could you could kind of see it wearing on us a little bit there, around the 12-minute uh, mark, 14-minute mark of the second half. So we pulled back a little bit just because we knew we we knew it would be a 40-minute game. You know, and uh, like you said, I think you know if we've seen one thing with this, with the Southern team with the games that they've played, is they're never out of a game. You know, they're they're going to fight all the way through. They're going to keep playing. Uh, you know, they did it at Rupp Arena against Kentucky. They, they were down 17 in their last game, uh, came back and won the game in the second half. Uh, you know, and they, they've done it continuously. So, you know, we've talked about it. Our guys understood it. We knew the pressure was coming. They went small. They went with five guards, uh, hard to match up with that. And then they started making threes, which they hadn't done the whole game. Uh, so that, you know, kind of the, the momentum hit at the same time with the threes and the, and the turnovers and kind of changed the contour of the game. But, uh, you know, that's basketball. You're going to have runs. You know, teams are going to make runs. It's always always going to be a game of runs. Thankfully, we had another run in it, in it to, to close the game and finish. You know, when you when you got the big lead about midway through the second half, I mean, there's some clips there that you can show the guys. Uh, unselfish basketball, good shot for better shot to great shot, share the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, you know, for, for you know, whatever, 30 minutes of the game, you know, I thought we did all the right things. And, again, you know, I thought once once they made a run, we just didn't handle it very well. We we looked like a young basketball team again that uh, you know was afraid to be uh, to make a mistake. You know, instead of being aggressive and taking advantage of their aggressiveness and using it against them to, to get easy. You know, the game the game could have could have really been over there had we taken care of the ball and done some good things. But we'll learn from it. Like I said, I think right now the biggest thing is you know uh, it's Christmas time. The guys will go home tomorrow. They'll get a chance to enjoy their family, enjoy their friends, have a Merry Christmas. And uh, I think that's the most important thing right now. And I wish everybody here, all our fans listening in, a uh, very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All right, Coach. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks much. Thank you. All right. That does wrap things up here. The final non-conference game of this season. Uh, uh, when they next take the court, it'll be in A-10 play. And that'll be coming up a week from Thursday on the road at Rhode Island. So that wraps it up here uh, on behalf of our crew here courtside, including uh, our, trio, our, our, our duo of engineer producers, uh, Alex Schilling and uh, Kirsten Johnston of Brooks Hall, filling in for the legend tonight, Bucky Bockhorn. I'm Larry Hanskin, wishing each and every one of you a Merry Christmas. Again, the final, Dayton 69, Southern 60. Stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource 
individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. And welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for the final time this non-conference season. Dayton and winter tonight, 69-60 over the Southern Jaguars. A nice win for Dayton to wrap up the non-conference slate. Dayton is now unofficially halfway through the year at 8-5. and five. Some really great wins, some really bad losses, and a lot of in-between. It's John Bedell. It's former Flyer Nate Green, number five in your program, is number one in your heart. Here for Flyer Feedback as we're recapping this win. Uh, or, uh, Nate again, 69-60 over Southern. It was a big win for Dayton. The lead was as much as 12 in the first half. It ballooned out to about 22 in the second frame, but... Nate, this young Flyers team still working uh, on learning how to close out games. Yeah, honestly, this game was a, a picture of how our season's been going. You know, it's a roller coaster right now. We got some up, we got some down. We, we lose some that we should have uh, won. You know, we win some that no one thought we was going to win. So yep. it's a little roller coaster, but people got to understand that, you know, we're a young team. And it's called development. And going through these things is what we need. These are the trials and tribulations of getting to be successful. And it's going to take time, but we're going to get there. You know, yep. we're going to get there. We're young. Yep, 8-5 and five at the halfway mark. And, uh, Nate, somebody brought up a good question during the – well, you know what, first of all, before we get to that, I can just mention that a couple ways for you to get, us, get with us on the show. You can call us up at 937-457-1290 on the phones. You can – Use the Bud Light mic if you're here with us at Flanagan's Pub, or you can tweet me at jbedlwhio, and I may read your tweet on the air. Just don't get us fined. You can say whatever you want. Just keep it clean. Uh, Larry said in the second, in his post-game uh, discussion with Anthony Grant, uh, Nate, Larry kind of called it, a, a, he called it a team-wide malaise that kind of set in in that second frame as Dayton was trying to close it out. Uh, it, Southern made it interesting. They cut it to single digits after Dayton was up 22 at one point, but they did come away with the win. And Anthony mentioned something we talked about in the post. He called, uh, speaking of turnovers, Anthony called it, quote, that old menace of ours, and then said we have to figure that out when it comes to turnovers, Brooks. Uh, Nate, the Brooks was calling the game and mentioned the turnover bug uh, that – 
they've they've got to figure that out. Dayton with 21 turnovers tonight, Nate. After that's just been something that consistently they've they've really struggled with this year is taking care of the ball. Oh yeah, and all I can say is I'm glad we can get a win with 20. How many turnovers? 21. 20, 21, 21 turnovers. Tonight. Yeah. We're really not going to be able to win a lot of games with that many turnovers. Um, we got lucky tonight because um, we took care of business in the first half and had such a big lead. And um, second half, we just didn't do what we were supposed to do. You know, we mentally broke down. Um, and we have to fix that. And we fell into Southern's trap. We, we stopped doing what we do. You know, UD, it doesn't matter what other teams throw at us. If we play our game, we're going to be successful. Southern got us out of our game. They pressured us. They made us pick up the pace. They made us make passes that we really didn't want to. First half, we didn't see that. First half, we got penetration, kick, passed it, got it to the open person, got another pass to an extra open person, knocked down a shot. We started to do that at the end of the game again, penetrating, getting it to the open guy. You know, big guys get it in the post, kicking it out to the open three. Um, we just didn't do that on the defensive end for us. We didn't close out. You know, they hit some threes on us. We turn the ball over. They make quick shots. That's what they wanted. We fell into their trap. We got to do better at that. Yeah, they pulled away the win, though, 69-60. Incredibly, a stat that I had to double-check, Nate, when I saw this. With this win tonight, Dayton's even the all-time series between these two teams. Southern had led the series coming into tonight, three games to two. The last time they played was in January of 97. Dayton won 91-56. They went tonight 69-60 over the almost like Jacksonville Jaguars. No, the Southern Jaguars tonight over at UD Arena. So, Dayton fans, how are you feeling about this team? Eight and five at the unofficial halfway mark? Where are you at? Are you buying? Are you selling? Are you bullish? Are you bearish? What are you, what are you feeling about this Dayton team halfway through? You can let us know tonight by tweeting us, by joining us at the Bud Light Mic, or calling us up 457-1290. Also, Nate, uh, somebody brought up a question during the break off air, which was we're halfway through the season, at least we're through the, uh, the, conference, the non-conference slate, Who's your halfway point MVP of this team, Nate? You got to give it to Smith. You know, he yeah. runs the team. He gets things going. Um, we even had some, you know, he does things that people don't see in the score, in the box scores. You know, he's in the, the huddles encouraging his teammates. He's setting up the offense. He dictates the pace of the game. He gets kids and players involved. You know, when someone's hot, you know, he makes sure they get the ball. If they're not hot, he feeds them to make sure that they can get a rhythm going. You know, so that's my guy. I'll have to give it to Smith. Hard to disagree with that because I think especially one of the unknowns coming into this season was who was the point guard. Uh, and I think Molly has really, since, since Orlando, uh, Nate really come into his own. Um, he's taken over as the leader, and I, I think it, at times the killer when they need that, uh, when you need that guy to make a big bucket in, in key moments, when you need timely buckets. And he, much like his brother Scoochie Nate, is showing that he's got the stones when, when, when they're needed to be able to lead this team in, in the crunch time. He really has got that leadership factor uh, that we were also kind of looking at this team at the beginning of this year thinking, well, where's that going to come from? Well, mm-hmm. I think... Molly Smith has, has emphatically put his name on that role as far as his team goes. Oh, yeah, and people have to understand something. We're still trying to figure out our roles. You know, a lot of yeah. guys are still trying to get into their rhythm and figure out exactly where they fit and where the coach wants them and what they want need to be produced. Um, but in due time, you guys got to be patient, you know. It's, we got about four years with this group. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Just wait. Uh, we're going to be making some noise, and we're going to be in some championships in the future. Just mark my words, I said it today, though. It's like, 
it's like Brooks and Larry said during the game, Nate. There's there's going to be a roller coaster with this team, and you might you might want to buckle up for the rest of it because we've already seen it. We've seen we've seen the ebbs and flows, and yeah. they're really good yeah. and they're really bad so far this year. <laughs> we so. saw it tonight. <laughs> We'll see, you know? Yeah. So buckle up, everybody, as we are uh, just 13 games through this thing. Got 18 to go. And like I, I said in one of the earlier segments, boy, uh, Nate, there is no rest for the weary after Christmas break because I think you can argue it's one of their toughest stretches with, with A-10 play. You go to Rhode Island, you come home again against Bonaventure and VCU. Uh, so it's it's a, it's going to be a tough stretch here to start A-10 play in just a little less than 10 days from now, next Thursday. Oh, yeah, and you got to take your hat off to big guy Kamara. You know, um, he didn't have such a good game last game they played. Uh, I think he had about eight turnovers the last game. He flirted with a triple-double, and it's never a good thing when you're flirting with a triple-double because of your turnovers. Yes, yes, you know, <laughs> but he came out this game and, but you yeah, know. Nice he, rebound. Yeah, he definitely got aggressive, and he almost had a double-double in the first half, so that showed me that. He remembered what happened the last game, and he used that energy and put it in this game. And, you know, for them to be successful, they all got to do that. And I don't think they all came out with that mentality in the beginning of the game. You know, if we're coming off a loss and, you know, like we did, you're coming out with fire. You're coming out with anger like, hey, we're going to take all that anger we got out. We're going to take it out on this Team Southern. And, you know, we started off to do that, but then we took our foot off the pedal, and then we got comfortable and was like, okay, yeah, let's just get through this game. And Southern wasn't saying that. It was like, no, we ain't here to fight. And they came back at the end, and they gave us a good fight, which I believe is going to help us down the road. Yeah, it's going to test them. And, uh, Nate, what kind of, I don't want to say emotional hangover, but what that's, what's that like coming off a game like Saturday where it wasn't like they lost the game Saturday because they couldn't close. They never were able to get that lead in the second half against the Rebels. But a game where it rubber-banded back and forth, and they – it's not like they lost Saturday because they played poorly. They just could not get over the hump. They, they could not get any closer than five as that game, you know, wound down the stretch. What's that like emotionally coming off an effort like that where you just couldn't quite get over the hump on Saturday? Yeah, you, you get frustrated because it's the little things that get you over the hump and little things that we didn't do. And for when I was playing, that was motivation so that I make sure I didn't make those mistakes in the next game and came out more aggressive. Um, and... As they get older, they will learn that. And, you know, it comes as a time as you mature. Um, they'll get it together, though. I definitely believe that. In your playing days, Nate, when you were, you know, freshman, sophomore, and you were younger, and you talked about how everybody on this roster is trying to figure out their role, is there a point where it clicks for you at some point? Is it during practice? Can it be during a game? When does that sort of set in? Is it an instantaneous thing, or is it more of an overtime sort of deal? Uh, it was more of a time thing, I would have to say, because – me coming out of high school, I was a scorer. Yeah. You know, I had uh, fans from UD coming to see us play when we was in Maryland, and I'm scoring over 1,500 points. And, you know, I'm, they're there to see that. You know, once I got here, I was more of the enforcer and rebounder and um, more of a vocal leader for, for the guys. So I had to step into that role and realize, like, if I wanted to be successful, this is what we had to do. But at any time, if I needed to be a scorer, I could. Yeah. And I know from talking to Brooks and doing the show with Keith, your former teammates, and Ben Pasto, Nate, you uh, Nate, you talk about enforcer. You acted up. You were likely to catch a Nate Green elbow. You yeah, played yeah. the Flyers back in the day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, you got to be a little physical down there. You got to make that presence. You know, there was no easy layups. <laughs> no easy layups. No, sir. But, uh, and, uh, you know, like we said, it, it's just good to see Dayton perhaps a little bit of growth because I, I think on one hand you can certainly look 
at this game and go, well, yeah, sure, they should win a bye game. That, that they shouldn't be losing to Southern. You know, as I said a couple weeks ago, there's a reason you're scheduled between finals week and Christmas break, okay? So that, that's going to be one of the games that you should pencil in for, for Dayton. Uh, but, you know, with, with, with as developmental as this team has felt at times, Nate, maybe it, to Brooks's point during the broadcast with Larry, it does show a little bit of growth that, okay, this was a landmine they would have stepped on a few weeks ago against Austin P and against Lipscomb and against UMass Lowell. But, you know, tonight, take yes. care of business, get it done. Yeah, I definitely believe if they were one of our first uh, three games, uh, we probably would be talking a little different today. But Yeah, I mean, you look at the difference between eight, the big difference between uh, eight and five and 11 and two yes. with taking three, three quad four losses off the resume and flipping those into wins. Yeah, that'd be a big difference. But Oh, yeah. You know, here we are, Nate. It's just like, you know, as, as we talked uh, last week on the show, that it they can do nothing about those games, but... Keep them close to your heart. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, you know, on the resume, they're going to hang around them like an albatross until March, but uh, as a team, they've just got to move on and just try best they can to keep stacking up wins and moving along to March. Yeah, you know, we want to get a good seed for March, and hopefully we do well in the um, conference uh, regular season so that we get a good place in the uh, tournament. But if not, um, you know, the tournament, it's, it's, it's anybody's game. Yeah. You know, you got to just win one at a time. So you could have had a bad season and things didn't go the way you wanted, and then tournament time come, y'all just start clicking. And it only takes you to win one game to keep going. Yep. The Bud Light Mike is available. Merry Christmas to us. It's Jeff and Dayton at the Bud Light Mike. Merry Christmas, guys. I was uh, I was really impressed with Jerron Holmes tonight. You know, ten and six with the four assists, accounted for another ten points. Oh yeah, he you know, two kickouts for three and a couple of kick, you know just drop downs to guys in the in the in the post and yeah. it, uh, you know you don't expect to run your offense through a freshman, much less two freshmen. Yeah. And uh, of course, they, no offense, Nate, when they say big men develop slowly. <laughs> but uh, boy, that guy, uh, you know, he, he's, he's really getting comfortable. And, and that, that's great to see. And he, he seems to be picking up on where guys are supposed to be. And hopefully they're getting there. You know, hopefully they know where they're supposed to be. And, and as that develops, uh, his passing out of the post is, is going to be really valuable. Oh, yeah, that's going to be huge in the future, you know, especially, I mean, it's huge now. You, uh, he get it in the post, the double team come, because he is definitely a scorer. He can definitely finish when the ball goes in the post. So, you know, guys just got to be ready to knock shots down, and if they're ready to knock shots down, he's going to be having about four assists a game. Yeah, and I think uh, he's got my ears. We'll finish this. Santa, we will get to you right after break. Even we, we didn't have to break for Santa, Nate. Right, we got to well, pay some bills. So, oh, but okay. we will get to Santa. I knew it. He was a Dayton fan after the break. So it's John okay. Bedell, former Flyer Nate Green, Santa Claus, and you here for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for the last time tonight. It's John Bedell, former Flyer, Nate Green, and you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton, a winner, 69-60 over the Southern Jaguars as they wrap the non-conference season at 8-5. 
Got to get right to the Bud Light mic because Santa is at the Bud Light mic. Santa, we know the Flyers were nice tonight. It was a nice win tonight. 69-60 over Southern. Santa, have the Flyers been naughty or nice this year so far? They were good tonight. Okay, we that's good. <laughs> What's on your Merry mind, Christmas, Santa? John. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Santa. Thank you for joining us here. Nate, I'm an old school guy. When a center comes out or the big guy comes out and sets a pick, why don't they roll to the ball anymore like they used to? Uh, it depends on the situation, but, you know, things have changed. A lot of our big guys can shoot the three, so I'd rather them popping out to the wing and knocking it down. But, um, you know, you'll see a little bit of both. They'll roll to the basket hard, especially if they got a little guy on them, but they got a big guy on them that they can get past, or some of our guys can shoot the ball. We step out to the three and knock it down. Thanks. Yep. Merry Christmas, Nick. Merry Christmas, yeah, yeah. Santa. Merry Christmas. Appreciate your work. Get some rest this week. You're going to need it. We're called versatile <laughs> big men. <laughs> uh, the elves at our house, Nate, are going to report to Santa tonight, too. Uh, uh, what's yeah. the one at your house? Uh, yeah, Jingle. Jingle, okay. Jingle is uh, having a blast at my house. Gotcha. Um, he had snow all over my house this morning. Okay. So, um, yeah. Thanks, Jingle. He's got good things to report. <laughs> Mine's Carl at home. That's what my son decided to name him. So Carl's going to report back to North Pole tonight. Yeah. Come back tomorrow and a few days left to report to the big guy for, uh, for Christmas this week. So, uh, but, you know, Nate, I, like I said, it's, it's a mixed bag for this Dayton team. Halfway through the year, we're seeing some of these young guys develop. They're 8-5. and five. Um, Do they have an at-large resume right now? No, absolutely no. not. Uh, but, like I said, a mixed bag. Some good, some great, some Really awful, uh, but here we are, eight and five, halfway through the year, as as they now, you know, turn the page to Atlantic Ten season, and it's it's a fresh slate in, in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, it's a fresh slate, and um, you know, it's good for us. We, the before conference starts, those games were all learning experiences for us, good and bad, um, which we need to continue to grow to be the team that we're looking forward in the future. Yeah. Um, these are things that we got to go through, um, especially being so young. You, you have to go through these things. Um, and, you know, I call these, uh, you know, war wounds, war wounds. You got to have them if you want to be successful because if you don't take these losses and you don't know how they feel, you're not going to respond to a team when they come and, come and attacking you. And, two, Nate, you start a stretch now where – not to say that there isn't scouting reports because we know there are, there are for, for conference games, but the point I'm making is there's more familiarity when you get an A-10 play, especially when you get a handful of these teams twice. You know, you'll see Rhode Island, VCU, St. Louis, Duquesne, and GW this year oh, yeah. two times, and even the teams that they just have only home and only road games with. There's a lot of familiarity here in this league now, so now you're getting into you know, opponents that you start to know each other a little uh, uh, more uh, better as you get into conference play now. Oh, yeah. You know, you're going to watch a lot of film on them. You know, they'll each get film on the individual players that they're going to be guarding. They're going to get film for the whole team of different defenses they run, what they like to do on offense. So they're definitely going to be scouted, and it helps out a lot when, like you said, you get familiar with them and uh, you know what they like to do. Um, yeah, they're going to put some tweaks and try to change some things up. But at the end of the day, if Dayton do what Dayton do, then we're going to be okay. No matter what they throw at us, we just got to stay under control and stay poised and take care of the ball. Yeah, and just if you're curious, Dayton fans, looking ahead for a schedule um, reset, Dayton was picked fifth in the Atlantic 10, so we'll see how they do there. That was the, that was the coaches' picks in, uh, in the preseason poll. Home and home teams. So pod teams they'll see twice. I just mentioned they'll see Rhode Island twice, as well as VCU, St. Louis, Duquesne, and GW. They'll get home-and-home -home series with those five teams. 
Teams they will only see at UD Arena, St. Bonaventure, Fordham, UMass, and Davidson, and they will go to and only play on the road, George Mason, St. Joseph's, LaSalle, and Richmond. So looking at that schedule, Nate, I think just historically and blankly at what these teams have tended to be, I think you've got a pretty favorable schedule getting, you know, avoiding. You don't have to go to Olean. Actually, don't say Olean because geographically obsessed St. Bonaventure yeah. fans will jump in your mentions. Yeah. Uh, but uh, don't like to travel you don't want to go to St. Bona. That's a tough Man. environment. Fordham, okay, whatever. You know, you better beat Fordham. Don't lose to Fordham again. People don't forget that. Yeah. UMass, okay, it's a hockey arena. It's a dead environment in there. Davidson, that's going to be a tough one on the road. Or, I'm sorry, they come to UD Arena. But, you know, you get away with only road games at Mason, St. Joe's, LaSalle, and Richmond. Yeah. Not too bad as ter- in terms of the, the four pure road games that you draw, and, you know, five pure road games that you draw. You know, they got us placed fifth right now, but, you know, we're a young team. They got a lot of potential, and at any given night we can come out and shine. And I really believe that we can wiggle up to the three, to uh, top three. You know, we just got to do what we're supposed to do. You know, we're only two spots away, but I think we can get there. You know, it's going to be a couple of wins that, you know, Davidson. You know, we're going to make sure yeah. we take care of those. And then, you know, when we're playing Richmond and LaSalle, we got to make sure we take care of those games. Yep. 